It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All the Rams fan out there, I'm back. Time to get back to work. See you September 10th. Let's go. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. LA Rams! LA Rams! LA Rams! I feel good right now, you know, to be back out here playing football again. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. But long process, you know, long wait. It was tough. Definitely was tough for me just, you know, having a love for the game and have to, you know, push that to the side to handle the business side. But, um, you know, it's a blessing. You know, I thank Mr. Cronky for, you know, giving me an opportunity. I'm investing into me. You know, Kevin and and Tony and them guys did a great job. My agents, you know, Tony and Brian, you know, nonstop to get this thing done. So, um, you know, I, I can't thank Mr. Cronky enough for, you know, investing into me and um, letting me finish my career here and, and, and be a part of, you know, doing something special here. Rams Nation, what's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. This is a special edition of Locked On Rams. We are super excited. We got lots to get to today, but first I want to introduce our special guest we got on. Live from the 405, James Kroger. James, how you doing? You're in a car right now. I don't know if you're on the 405, but it just rhymes. So what's up, my man? How you doing? Woo! Bear, I couldn't be better. We, I have a major weight off of my shoulders, and I'm feeling great. I'm heading up to the mountains. I'm actually just pulling onto the 395 on my way up to Mammoth. Got out of a lot of traffic. I thought we snuck out of there a little early today, but so did everybody else. But we're we're halfway there, and uh, yeah, dude, I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate you calling me in from from the car. Man, that's what I love, man. We're, we were texting, and you're like, well, I'm in a car for the next five hours, so uh, yeah, I'm available. And I was like, well, let's do this. <laughs> um, we'll get right to the good stuff. I figured, you know, we'll break down uh, Brandon Allen's performance in preseason four. Wait, what? No. Heck no. We ain't talking about that. We're talking about Aaron <laughs> Freaking Donald, baby, signed the contract, six-year extension, $135 million, including $87 guaranteed, $40 million when he put his name on the dotted line today. That makes him the highest-paid uh, defensive player in the NFL. Instant reactions of the money because we went back and forth about it. It ends up being 87 guaranteed, a little bit higher. Six years instead of the people had four and five in, in the in the works. Uh, what are your thoughts on the money signing bonus? Are you good with it? Does it matter? Or are you just glad he's there? I'm a okay. First off, in that whole equation, I'm I'm actually most excited about this the the six years, knowing that we're going to actually lock him in now for the next seven years. The money was was pretty right on as far as the 22.5. I was I was happy to see that it's 87 million guaranteed because I know that's a little bit above what we were thinking a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, but dude, how crazy is it that this last week in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers gets the largest contract, Odell gets the largest contract, and then AD gets the largest defensive contract? It's just we got a lot of money floating around. But yeah, I'm I'm Jack Farm. I'm excited he's already back with us, and uh, you know the money was pretty much what I expected. A little bit more with uh, with the guarantee though, so that's always good. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I was talking about that earlier. What a week in record-breaking contracts. You mentioned it. Odell, top wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers, top quarterback. And I like, if we were going to pick out of all three of those guys, I like the guy that we got, right? Uh, best defensive player. Yep. Offensive interrupter. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers, who we see later in the season, 
Uh, maybe we'll take our money and, and uh, go sack that quarterback and put him on the IR again. Well, maybe not. I have him on fantasy football. Let's take it easy. Maybe just knock him out of the game. Let's keep talking some money. $40 million is the largest signing bonus for a non-quarterback since Charles Johnson. That was $30 million, and that was a while ago. Uh, so he's breaking records all over the place. One thing I love about this is moving forward, uh, you talked about you know what we're going to do. A lot of teams were talking about, oh, well, if you sign Aaron Donald, especially this amount of money, you're going to put yourself in you know cap jail and moving forward, you're not going to have enough money. We talked about this through text, but the Rams are $58 million under the cap for 2019. We haven't really figured out what Aaron's cap number is for next year, but even if you take the 22.5, which is his average per year, that would still leave the Rams with more cap room in 2019 than 20 other NFL teams. That's super exciting when you know that you can spend so much money and still have all these guys. And when we're talking about money, uh, you know, just a quick recap. Obviously, Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley, Rob Havenstein, and Aaron Donald all signed to long-term deals. That's $308 million worth of extensions. Huh? That's insane. And that also puts in that same amount, that's $200 million in guarantees. So our ownership is not short of money. That's one thing you can say about them. Kroenke has stepped up to the plate and really laid it out there. And if we're talking about people that got money, Kroenke, like we just mentioned, those 300 plus million in contracts, he also 780. And he takes full control of Arsenal. And then, oh yeah, that $4 billion complex in Inglewood that's going up. Uh, that's the guy who's wealthy. Uh, so looking at it long term, amazing stuff. Lots of money being spent. But I love the guys we got. Press conference, which I doubt you had a chance to listen to yet because you're in a car. Aaron Donald talked a lot about, you know, he's just glad to have it over. The press was trying to get, you know, get some good stuff. They asked about the the little emoji that he sent out of the time clock and what that meant. And, you know, was he actually going to not show up if he didn't get the contract? And he just kind of ignored both those questions and said, I'm just glad to have it over. It was a really stressful process. And, you know, he thanked his family and his agents for going through it. They actually got out on the field today and he got to do a little walkthrough. They had some really cool footage of him finally meeting Indomitian Sue, and that picture is probably going to be, you know, half of Rams Nation's profile pick moving forward. But amazing stuff just to get him in. He said he originally was supposed to come in at like 11 o'clock in the morning, but once he knew the deal was done, flew in the other night, and he came in right away. He was in the facility around 10 a.m. this morning, so he was an hour early. He was excited to be there. All things are awesome. Uh, I'm just blabbling at this point because I'm excited. James, any additional thoughts on on this move and really what it means for the team overall? Well, dude, you mentioned it. He got there this morning. I have to say, on Twitter via Rams Podcast, I called it out. Hashtag Friday when ESPN tweeted, when do we think the deal is going to go down? I love the timing with this, too. You know, we, we got over with the preseason right away. Game four was just ugly, and then they just surprised Rams Nation with the signing going into the long weekend and hit us on a Friday with, with a huge extension of Aaron Donald. But, you know, a couple things that were leading up to this, we saw that yesterday uh, Andrew Whitworth and Woods had some wiggle room in their contracts and were able to free up another $7 million yesterday. But that didn't really seem to go towards the AD deal. I think his money for the rest of this year, correct me if I'm wrong, he's only getting another $1.5 million added onto this year's salary from, from what I understand. Correct. Of course, on top of the bonus and all of that. Um, so, you know, what's, what's sort of next year? Now that we, we got him 
in with us for, you know, an extended amount of time, we still have a lot of money, like you said. I, whoever's running the books for a Rams organization, cronky it to me, baby. I want this guy running, doing my accounting because spending so much money, all these guarantees, yet they're still way under cap room. So, you know, the next thing on my mind is kind of like, where are we going with the next direction? Are we going to try to find a backup quarterback, spend some money there, an outside linebacker? So there's all these other questions starting to brew up. Like, why why clear up that cast base yesterday when it didn't seem to matter? But uh, we see, we, we'll we definitely probably get into that. But, yeah, those are the things that are that are on my mind now. But the major thing on my mind is, is just the, the point of relief because this has kind of been a taboo subject for us for, like, the past few weeks, Barry, ever since, basically ever since training camp started because, you know, everybody's saying hashtag pay the man and all the neg- negotiations that we talked about. And it just kind of became one of those subjects that people were sick of hearing about on social media. And we didn't really want to talk about it too much on the show. It was sort of – taboo like i said for us so i'm just relieved that we can talk about aaron donald and uh with a happy face and the the signing was beyond our expectations as far as guaranteed money and you look at this guy high last year with 11 sacks and three cost fumbles so um you know he deserves it and it was i saw it on sports center earlier today it was just everybody was talking about it and yeah, I'm just I'm looking for next steps as far as what we're gonna do next in signings, and I'm excited about it. But I'm I'm beyond thrilled that we have this relief over us right now. Dude, first before we go any further, cronk it to me, baby. Are you kidding me? Let's make a T-shirt. That was gold, Mr. Kroger. That was gold. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's a great question. You have one of the best questions uh, right there. Was about that cap space we created and what are we gonna do with it? I say we tackle that a little bit on the other side. We're gonna take a quick break. Get a word from our sponsors in. We'll be on the other side with what does that mean, what's going on with some of these roster moves, and what's up next. We'll be right back. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. This is Bear Motter. I'm joined by James Kroger. 
He is on the road. I'm actually recording in Chicago right now. Can't stop, won't stop. Lockdown Rams, the Rams podcast for life, baby. We're going to get this done. I love it. Thanks for joining me, James. Meg, who is in the car, I appreciate you listening to Rams stuff while you're driving up for your weekend getaway. We appreciate that as well. Um, As we talked on the other side, James, you talked about being excited about everything that we got going on and kind of curious about how we shifted around some money, which in a weird way didn't seem like it really affected the Aaron Donald deal. And it's cut time. I want to talk about that in a second because I know you're on the road and you haven't seen some of the initial cuts that are coming out. So I want to read off some names for you so you kind of get uh, caught up on that. But you're right. What are we going to do with that extra money that we have? Is it, which you talked about and kind of teased a little bit, is it maybe looking for you know a room for a backup quarterback, someone that has a little bit higher of a salary cap that we got to bring in and you know make some room for maybe we're, we're looking ahead to some of the guys that are available maybe we're already in some trade talks that we don't know about trying to solidify that backup position maybe the rams are good with sean Mannion. i'm not but and i know you're not but there's money still there a uh, one little rumor i heard today and it came from espn la and and it's just sports radio talk but it kind of got me crazy excited uh they talked about what if the rams went and made a deal for khalil mack right and we know that um, Dominican Sue's on a one-year deal, and it's almost kind of for one year we would have Khalil Mack, Dominican Sue, Aaron Donald, Brockers, the boys on the outside, our safeties in the back, and and then maybe next year you got to figure out okay are, are we signing one of these guys, and you know you got to give up money. The only thing is you got to give up basically two first-round picks for that. That's the only reason I would probably veto that trade is kind of mortgaging our future for a risk of signing another guy, but we got the money, weirdly. Everything said is get all these guys signed before you have to pay Jared Goff. Uh, but a lot of questions there. That was that was a great question because we don't know. Right now it's just really me and you and everyone else in this world kind of trying to figure out what the Rams are doing. But what would your thoughts be on maybe making a mega deal like that or saving that money for a backup, or do you have any other you know ideas on where that money could go? Yeah, you actually surprised me. I didn't, I didn't hear that rumor from ESPN LA, and I'm thinking, my goodness, Khalil Mack, would, that would have to be a legal move. From, yeah. From like, yeah. You know, it would just be unfair at that point. We would just be too dominant. I was you know, talking to my wife this morning about, I was blabbing on about the Aaron Donald deal, and I was just telling her how excited it was for me when we finally got to see the first team D play uh, in the preseason, and the fact that we saw Sue hit Watson so hard, he threw the ball up in the air, and LaMarcus Jordan intercepted it, and Marcus Peters was also standing right there. I was telling her, this defense is so dominant. Now that we, <laughs> when we added the best player in the league onto that, it's just insane. Like, the, the Mac thing should, should be illegal, but, you know, hey, Let's shoot for the sky. Why not? That would be pretty cool. But in a more uh, reality focus, I think that we need to really address the quarterback situation. You said you weren't happy with Manning. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with him at all. I'm not comfortable with him at all. I didn't like anything I saw uh, from our quarterbacks in preseason game four. And I'm pretty concerned that uh, we are so weak there. So I think we need to address this quarterback spot. I was watching the Oakland Raiders versus Seattle Seahawks. They're probably third stringer McGow or something like that. He actually looked pretty good. And the guys were talking about how many quarterbacks are really going to be on their depth chart. And for both Oakland and Seattle, they said it was only going to be two. So I'm sitting here thinking, you know, we're projecting to have potentially three on our depth chart. And that, that seems kind of ridiculous now. I know we talked about that last week on Rams podcast, but we need to get a solid number two. And that'll open up another position that we can 
uh, keep somebody uh, maybe defensively or, or somewhere else in the offense. But, you know, I think we really need to address this quarterback thing. And cause I I'm, I'm a little feeling a little weak uh, about what we got going on there. And back to the Khalil Mack thing. One more thing I have to say about that is, um, you know, with Oakland, we're facing the Monday night football. We've been talking about this game forever. I know that Gruden is now shaking in his boots. The fact that he has to face Donald, I'm, I'm sure he kind of assumed that was going to be part of the equation anyway, but now it's a for sure that Donald will be back for that game on September 10th for Monday night football. But for them, will, will Mac be back? I mean, from what I understand, they're still not talking. And so that's going to be pretty advantageous to Rams fans. If we don't even have to worry about him on the defense. Yeah, he's I, there's basically no chance of him being there. I mean, we're approaching, you know, a week of game day, and they talked even about getting Aaron Donald in at this point was super important so we can get him in, and that's with coming into a system that he was in last year, and I'm not sure how much the Raiders' defense has changed since uh, Chucky Boy has come in and taken over, but they're talking about the ego thing that's going on there, and it's unreal. It sounds like it. they're just almost mad at each other and it's they're being spiteful at this point so I do not expect them at this point I don't expect them in the first you know two three four weeks uh, they're really gonna have to g- come a far away because they are they are so far apart right now and they keep pushing almost for a trade and they're looking at two first round picks the reason why they're looking at that is next year they would be able to tag Khalil Mack again basically he would be on the unrestricted free agent tag at that point so some other team could give him an offer sheet and if they ended, if he ended up signing with them, the Raiders would get two first-round picks. So that's what their value is because they're thinking, hey, we'll let him sit out a year. Next year, you know, if someone signs him, then we'll get two first-round picks. So that's where they're holding that at. But I, I, we're safe for Monday night, and we'll see how long this drags out. And as far as him coming to the Rams, I mean, it is so far out and far-fetched. But I just thought I'd throw it out there because <laughs> it was kind of funny to just visually – see how that defense would just be so insane and like you said almost the NFL would probably veto that like back in the day when Chris Paul tried to come to the Lakers and they were like no that's not happening that seems unfair yeah well James we're gonna take one more quick break and then we're gonna come back and I'm gonna lay on some some roster cuts for you because there's been two waves of them so far there's gonna be some more tomorrow but I want to get your take on some early reaction on some of the guys uh, that were let go of today not a ton of shockers but we'll talk about that on the other side All right, Rams Nation, this is the special Friday, Saturday edition. I'm hoping I get this up today. We're recording here Friday as everyone is getting ready for the long weekend, and this is super exciting. Uh, We were sitting around in that ugly, ugly preseason four game. Uh, We were just going to kind of pass on uh, breaking it down because we all saw what happened. There was nobody. I think I heard 40-something starters and backups weren't playing. So, But then this happened today, and, and it, it had to be talked about. So I really got to say a big thank you for James because he's driving in a car right now going on his weekend trip. And uh, I'm sitting, again, I don't know what's up with uh, the best places to record in, in uh, my parents' house. I'm at my dad's house is... I've got this big old closet that I'm recording in. It's good for good for sound. So I hope I sound good because I'm freaking sweating in here. It better be worth it. But I want to talk to you about <laughs> some of the uh, some of the cuts that have been going on. First wave that came out today. I'm just going to read names and then we can kind of talk about it. Fred Brown, wide receiver. Sam Ficken, backup mm-hmm. kicker. Uh, Nate and Nick Holly. The Holly boys are gone. Uh, Cody McElroy, wide receiver. JoJo Natson, wide receiver. Daryl Williams, tackle. Uh, Cornelius Williams is gone. Uh, tackles. Yep. Uh, Kendall Thomas and Laguda also released. 
And then in the second half, that was the first half of cuts. And then continuing on, we had Chunky Clemens. I'm just going to miss his name. Just going to miss saying his name. Jake Enringkamp, Jeremiah Cologne, Marcus Martin, who we picked up earlier in camp, Curtis McKell, McKay Murphy, Aaron Neary. We talked about him. He was actually had some really good pro football focus stats on the offensive line. He was a backup backup center. We also, uh, Tigray Scales. And Brian Womack, just to name a few. I think there were a couple more, but that's what I have here on the list. Uh, like I said, no big shockers, but a couple guys that we talked about on our last time we were on the mic as far as JoJo Natson and Fred Brown uh, were a couple wide receivers. And then the, uh, Nate and Nick Holly, which you know we kind of expected. But any shockers on that list? And what do you feel about just kind of hearing those names? You know, it's kind of a downer to hear the Holly brothers. I know they were saying I've training camp all the time and putting in a lot of effort and you know running back wise he did a pretty decent job in the preseason he just didn't get too many opportunities and there's just not enough room for for him on this team obviously we are good when it comes to running backs John right. Kelly showing up and you know we are just doing fine and dandy there uh so you know I'm happy that he was released on the early round so that he may get an opportunity to join another team potentially and then Fred Brown you know even in game four that was so ugly he was you know, still getting some bonus, some receptions down. So essentially preseason game four was like an advertisement for these guys on, on, you know, other teams shopping around for them. So, you know, he, he, he put some numbers up and I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised about any of the names you, you said, but it's, it's sort of sad to see these guys go, but I am happy that they'll have opportunities potentially uh, joining another squad, but you know, we're so, this team's jacked, dude, like I said, so it's, it's a tough squad to make and you got to be pretty stinking good in your position to to make it so uh but yeah to answer your question not really shocked yeah and fred brown i think i saw a stat that talked about him he was tied for eighth in the preseason with 13 receptions he did a lot of great things but again we're so deep at the wide receiver position we're deep at the running back position uh and we're deep in the secondary so the holly brothers really you know kind of just didn't really have a great chance there uh and fred brown again was just just too deep on that list to really make uh, a run at the team. One thing that was pretty interesting with the cuts of uh, some of the linemen that I mentioned with, with Cornelius and Darren Williams. So the Rams are basically running with their starting group, Austin Blythe, and the three rookies. That's who they're keeping for the O-line. They're not keeping anybody else, which really shows, and McVay talked about it in a, in a previous press conference, that he's got extreme confidence in those young guys, you know, Demby. Allen, nope, boom. So we're running with those linemen. Uh, we thought maybe Cornelius would make it just on experience. I also know that Darren Williams was making some you know, good headway in practice, and people seem to be a little excited about him on the offensive line as well as you know in a backup situation. But not the case. They're going to cut him loose. And as we talked about, they're going to be making more cuts uh, tomorrow. Saturday is really the official day to make your final roster down to 53. Again, I think you mentioned it. They, they released some of these guys on this first day. One, to maybe let them get a chance to go get with somebody. And then two, they don't want that extra day uh, where someone can think about picking them up and it gives you a better chance to make the practice squad. Because, right, we cut these guys, they get a chance to get with another team or sign anywhere for practice squad or we bring them back. There's going to be a lot of interesting, you know, discussions coming up that talks about, you know, Kadero Hodge is still there. Our wide receiver position, there's a couple guys. Mike Thomas, right? We didn't see a lot of him this preseason that would make you say, yeah, we got to keep him. So who knows with him? Are we going to see him? Is someone else going to slide into that position? A lot of still questions remain. Are we going to keep 
Uh, just two quarterbacks like you talked about? Or are, we, or are they going to keep Brandon Allen as well and, and rock three? I really hope not. <laughs> I would rather have a, an extra running. I'd rather have an extra running back or wide receiver or someone in the secondary or even an extra linebacker than to carry three quarterbacks the way that they played in the preseason. And I really honestly would like to maybe just keep two, go out and find somebody. And if you want to do three, hopefully that third person comes in and makes a push for that number two position, and then we release Mannion, you know, whenever it may happen. But uh, we'll see how that all plays out in due time. James, I want to keep this relatively short for you because I know you're driving right now. I appreciate you joining me. We are so stoked about Aaron Donald. I just want to finish the show with just recapping really the offseason for the Rams and what has happened because when you think about it and you step back and you think about it as a whole, it is just crazy, right? We started... We acquired Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters followed, we signed Indomitian Soon 14 mil, we acquired Brandon Cook, signed to a five-year $80 million deal, extended Todd Gurley four years 60 mil, extended Rob Havenstein four years $32 million, we also signed Sam Shields, which goes under the radar, I think, as far as signings. He's playing well in the preseason. I think he's going to have a good impact, uh, not only in the defense side, but on special teams. And then also... Obviously, today's big news, Aaron Donald, six years, $135 million, and someone on that team's got to take us out to lunch for doing all these podcasts because this is ridiculous. There's too much money around. We've been hyping these guys up. We're so excited. James, final thoughts on the recap of this offseason. We are less than weeks away from our first game. I'll let you close the show, big guy. Thanks, big dog. And I have to say, I wanted to ask you, who? what's your favorite pickup of the offseason? Because for myself... Um, I, I was so jacked about Marcus Peters. Dude. We made some big moves, and, you know, obviously Sue was huge. We caught that live on Lockdown Rants back in the day. That was a fun moment for us. Uh, during the recording, we, we heard that news. So, But I have to say, you know, Peters is somebody who I was probably the most excited about in the offseason, and we haven't seen anything from him yet, only in training camp. And it's been really fun to, to see what he's done in training camp, lining, against, lining up against our number one offense. But, Dude, Peters, let's remember, he, he's leading the NFL since he's been in the league for the amount of interceptions, and I have a bet going with the Seahawks podcast on his interception numbers this year. So I'm so jacked about his defense now, on top of you know having the most dominant offense last year. Of course, that's, that's still there, but I'm so jacked to see this defense, and specifically Marcus Peters, because once he starts getting those interceptions and, and runbacks, early it's just going to change the momentum of the game we got donald and sue stacking these guys brock is a huge threat these quarterbacks that we're facing are just going to have no chance and they're going to be shaking in their boots and when they throw the ball we're going to either have joiner talib or peters grab it so they're just going to be so dominant and uh, yeah dude i can't be more excited to, to get to uh preseason game one but to throw that question back at you what's what was your favorite pickup of the offseason now that we're done with preseason yeah i mean as far as newcomer um, uh, since you said Peters, I think that would be probably one of mine as well, but I'll go the other direction of Indomitian Sue, just the way that he's bought in right away. Seems like he's a leader to some of the younger guys of that position, really helping and trying to develop everybody. You kind of thought, oh, is he coming in just for the money or trying to chase a ring or you had all these reservations about who he is and how he plays and you know whatnot but what we've seen from him so far he's really come in as a leader he really held it down until Donald got here today so as far as newcomers I'd have to say him but I'm just so stoked about this Donald news that the the Rams got it done even though it took a very very long time he wants to be here and then we talked about it earlier he signed it for a six 
year extension. Like he talked about today, retiring with the team. Those type of things get me super excited. He said he was here when they were bad. He's excited to be here now that we're good, and he wants to finish his career here. So I'm going to leave it on that. This is the Aaron Donald special. So I'm going to have to say Aaron Donald's our biggest signing of the offseason because why not? Defense player of the year, potential MVP candidate if they gave the defense some love. Um, But I'm super excited. Obviously, you can tell. I'm going to listen to this podcast probably every day for the next week just to keep this energy going because, man, I'm on on an Aaron Donald high right now, man, and who wants to take a hit? (laughs) You are, and you're burning up in your dad's closet down in Chicago, so uh, I'll let you come out of the closet now, and uh, (laughs) thanks for calling me. I like that we're Neither of us are in L.A., yet we're so jacked and excited about what's everything going on there. Dude, I'm with you, brother. And, uh, guys, be sure to check me out on Twitter, at Rams Podcast, and also at Kroger 3 Same with Instagram. And Bear and I have a weekly longer show that if you like what you're listening to now, be sure to tune in for that as well. But, dude, thanks again for having me on. I'm going to go walk around the campgrounds with a smile on my face, knowing that they paid the man and I brought my Rams flag with me. So, hopefully, I'll run into some other uh, folks from Rams Nation out out in the boonies. Awesome, James. I appreciate it. Yeah, guys, go check out Rams Podcast. I can't wait to talk about the Aaron Donald news next week on that show as well. But you know what it is. Until next time, Rams Nation, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.